In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast brethren is... Travis Rats. Travis Rats. I, I thought you were going to do like a monkey one. Like, uh, what's what, what's the monkey in this called? A capu... capu a capuchin. Capuchin. My podcast, Capuchin. capuchin. There we go. There you we go. You want to start it Yeah, over? let's do it again. <clears throat> Hit it. Welcome to Comic Exposure. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast, Capuchin... Travis <laughs> Rats. Travis Rats. Uh, on the Comic Exposure Podcast, we read graphic novels and trades. We bring a guest on. We talk about them. Sometimes we just rattle on about whatever's going on in nerddom. Today is one of the comic book episodes. Yes. We're, we're talking about a trade. Yeah, yeah, and not yeah. just one trade, Travis. Shit ton of trades. Shit, like we got shit ten ton. we got ten ten <laughs> volumes. Ten volumes of just like comic book heroin, comic yeah. book opium just Very sitting much. in front of us. <clears throat> uh, we're gonna be talking about why the last man today. We we are bringing we have <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon podcast after a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> so my voice is a little raspy. Um, we have a returning guest, Mark Poland, uh, who was on our episode, uh, The Fade Out. So check that out, uh, where we asked him about his comic book past, uh, his reading habits with comics. And, and if you haven't read we, The Fade Out, yeah, read that thing. Yeah, that's good. So I, good. I got, I got a, it's all in, it's all done. It's all done now, right? Yeah, it's all done. I think the final trade probably comes out either this month or next month. Okay. Maybe, I guess. So you can buy all the Yeah, you can buy the in. second trades out for sure. I don't know if the third and final one is out yet though. Excellent. Yeah. So check that out. So we're bringing Mark back, and that was his first comic book experience, so we got all that good stuff. So since we have a lot to talk about today, we're going to kind of uh, we're gonna skip our usual what was your first exposure to comics question, and we're going to get right into talking about why the last man. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to approach it. <clears throat> this is comic exposure, and, and the idea here is to get people, the uninitiated, into the comic book world. I do want to uh, break into this book by talking about... Um, I want, to, I want to hear the circumstances by which you found and read this the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good one. And also uh, why it's my go-to for, uh, I think it's the best comic book series to initiate a non-comic book reader into comics. I, I, that, I, that I have in my collection. I would, that, I would have to agree with this. That, I, the... that I have the ability to like hand, and it's like, there's 10. So there's 10, I have yeah. a bucket. Like I have a bin that I hand people. I didn't get the bin. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the bin. Oh, you, you just like shuffle loose. Yeah, I just gave you a stack. <laughs> I got the bin. Maybe yeah, you got the bin. Yeah, I did. I Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I do like. I gave him the bin. Um, yeah. And so, uh, why the last man is something that um, for years I'd buy my comic book trades at Barnes and Noble, and uh, they used to have. They're they're really exploding, by the way, to their Barnes and Noble trade section. Yeah, it's a, I guess that's like the most number one like selling the most profitable part of Barnes and Noble. Yeah, so now it used to go from like one little bookshelf to now it's like two long rows of Barnes and Noble. Anyways, uh, you go into Barnes and Noble, and for years I would see these Why the Last Man sitting there, and I'd open it up, and and you know there wasn't there's no superheroes that stand out to you on these pages when you're flipping through them. Um, but there are some titties. <laughs> um, like, God damn it, there's no superheroes. Oh, that's a nice set of boobs. Um, and so it was always kind of stuck in my head. I'm like, why the last man? Why the last man? Okay. And then I would start listening to um, comic book podcasts and hear people mention this. It would constantly come up when they talk about, in the same breath as Preacher, people would mention why the last man. Uh, and I hadn't read any um, uh, Vaughn up to that point. And so I'm like, okay, one day I went in there. I'm like, let me just buy this. Uh, so I bought trades one and two and I sat down, went home that night, read them, went back to Barnes and Nobles, got there right before it closed, picked up trades three and four that same day. So I'm dropping like 14 bucks each. I, I spent like 60 bucks. Yeah. Like my first day with the white last man and just consumed it over the next uh, five days. So much so that I went back to Barnes and Noble. You know how he's like they'll have like the whole series. They're yeah. probably missing like book five. Yeah. And so I had to do like a, a Phoenix City run where I'm like going from <laughs> book comic book shop to uh, Barnes and Noble trying to find the one that I'm missing because I gotta consume this story yeah. as quickly as possible. Uh, and once I had done that, um, I was like, oh wow, like it was, it, it felt like the. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, uh, a lot. It, this long 
odyssey, this overarching it's, it's, road trip story, and it's just, it is it's a just giant right up my alley. So that's how I came across it, and it's always uh, even uh, you know I I mentioned preacher a lot in this podcast. It is my catcher in the rye. Um, I would say this is my uh, Iliad and Odyssey, uh, and this is what I am more apt to. People come in and they see my trades, and they're like, "Oh, I don't read comics. What should I read?" This is what I'll hand them. This this set of trades has been through like six different people, uh, and that's why it's so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I've you know heard the same thing about it being such a good book, but I never read it before. And you're like, dude, I've got him. Just borrow him from me. So I borrowed him from you. I did the same thing. I mean, it's it's ten volumes, so it's not you know it's it's like it's a it's not, I don't know, it's not a slog because it's a really good read, but yeah. it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of reading. But it goes by really fast. And I'd gone to uh, New Mexico over the summer and gotten through some of it, and then I got back and was just just read the rest of it when I'd gotten back. I was probably reading like one a week. I was doing like one trade a week, really. Right. Uh, after that, I was like finding time. I was oh, reading such it before. self-control. I know. I was, I was reading it before bed, and so yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'd read a couple of them. I'm like, okay, I read a couple issues in here. I'll put it down. I'll finish it. And so I was probably reading about one a week um, by the time I finished. But even that, to do that, it's like 10 weeks if you're going to you know, it's like watching. Yeah. It's like binge watching a TV show. It is. You know? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good way to describe it. It is like consuming like Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, like you're just like I gotta get more in. I can't. I, my, my, I just consume, consume, consume. Why yeah. last man? Mark, how about you? Oh, same way. And thanks for having me on again. Um, yeah, it took me about maybe two, three weeks to finish all of it. I was reading it uh, pretty fast. Um, it was great series, and and it was the first real complete series that i've read right and uh i i thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah. uh i'm glad that they are making a series of this yeah and and you said i i like how you said that it is a complete series and i think that's one of the reasons why i'm very apt to give it to someone who hasn't read comics yeah because it is it, it's 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 a commitment of time uh especially for someone who hasn't read comics like oh you want to you want to get into comics here read these 10 giant volumes and you're like oh but at the same time I like the fact that they get a complete story. They get to see a beginning, middle, and end, and you get to see a yeah. writer um, really tackle a piece from beginning to end and and make it their own. And I think that's that's uh, really important to it. So, um, should we do a? Um, do you want to do your your, your summary? Summary. Summary okay. of ten um, of an epic. All right. Um, <laughs> Why the Last Man uh, is a um, uh, a story about uh, boy meets girl, girl leaves boy. Boy gets monkey, world ends. Monkey saves boy. <laughs> boy, I think I, I think that's it. We're <laughs> boy tries to find girl, yeah, and save world. In doing so, finds himself. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> yeah. It's like no, uh, yeah, what's, that, what's that Britney Spears movie where she tries to find herself? She goes on the road trip. It's exactly like that. Get off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, the sad thing is, I'm like I'm searching my brain. I'm like I, I should know. I think I know the title yeah, of this movie. I know you know it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Britney's big summer vacation bonanza. I think that's it. That's um, it. it was uh, so. Uh, it follows um, uh, our our main character is York, um, and uh, we meet York at the beginning of the story. He's living in Boston. He's just out of college. He's an English major. Check. And um, uh, he is an escape artist. He is a magician. And uh, your typical. Uh, millennial, like uh, like early grandfather millennial slacker in 2002. Um, and um, he uh, is there as the world collapses. Gen Y, right? <laughs> Isn't that Gen Gen Y? Gen Y, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I would say he's Gen Y going into because he's, yeah. if he's out of college in 2002, he's more Gen Y. Yeah. Um, and um, so uh, he happens to be there when the the uh, the world ends for men. All of a sudden, uh, we see very early on in the the series, all the men just drop dead in very bloody, violent ways, and which leaves York as the last man, the last man on earth. Uh, and so he uh, has to um, for the rest of the series, he he gathers his uh, compatriots, his travel partners, uh, which include uh, a secret agent for the Culper Ring, Agent Three Five Five. Or 355 or 355. <laughs> However you want to read it. <laughs> um, it. So she's a main character, uh, Dr. Man. And who's, who, a, who's a woman. Who's a, who is a woman. Dr. Man is a woman. Yep. And uh, she is an Asian uh, geneticist. And um, uh, his sister, Hero. And he, they meet all kinds of crazy characters along the way. Uh, there are several antagonists, but the main one is this uh, Israeli militant called um, Alter. 
uh, Israeli militant from the female Israeli There's army. Like the Sisters of the Amazon. Exactly. Or like the Amazon and then you have like, like oh, yeah, some, the some, Sister of the Amazon. Yeah. That, that makes it yeah. for me. And great. so what York has to do is, uh, since he's the last man, he has to travel with this agent and his team of uh, of partners across the country. He his personal mission is to find his girlfriend in who's who's in Australia, but the. Uh, the the powers that be around him, the stakeholders around, around him, have to protect him because they believe that he is he has may have the cure or the the, the reason why all the men on Earth are dead. That and he's an asset. He's yeah. the last man. He's if the last he, man. He's yeah. the future generation. Exactly. Yeah. You got to keep the semen fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freeze that yeah, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and Imagine so, if he'd got the snip snip. Guys. Yeah, no, that's bad. He's like, oh, guys, uh, that would that would have been the best ending. That would have been the best ending. They're like, okay, we everything settled down. Um, and York, we, the only thing we need from you is just we're gonna give you this cup. You go in this back room. He's like, um, I hate to tell you this, guys, but uh, I had a sectomy. Yeah, yeah. shooting blanks here. <laughs> shooting blanks. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, obviously, with ten volumes, there's a lot that happens. Yeah, in there, and there's a lot more depth to it, but. I would say that you know it's it's a road trip story uh, in which um, the the last man on earth encounters all sorts of women in all varieties of life all across the world in order to find the mystery of what happened to men and uh, find his his his, true his love. find his love and find himself, Josh. Yeah. As I said, <laughs> it is, know, which and it I will is. keep saying throughout the podcast to find himself, <laughs> find himself. Um, so I, you know what? Uh, I think we can start right off. Yeah, the let's bat. let's turn to um, uh, uh, Mark. <clears throat> um, since you are our guest of honor today, um, first impression. So you, you go into this, the concept, mm-hmm. why the last man? You know, uh, when I hand it to you, I say it's about this. I, I, I didn't give you a lot of uh, backstory. I just said it's about this. There's all the men on earth die. There's one man left. Go read. So the concept itself, is it, uh, what do you think about the concept itself? Just one man being left on the earth. Oh, I think it's it's very interesting. You could go in many different directions. But truly, I think what makes this uh, series su- successful is the writer can write women really well. And um, that that's the driving force. And you uh, just very believable characters. And the concept itself, I mean, you can put yourself in that situation. What would you do if you were the last man? And... Uh, York did not do what uh, I think a lot of men would do. Yeah. Um, uh, he's searching for one woman when the entire planet is he's like ready for him. Yeah, ready for him. <laughs> which is, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's monogamous, yeah. which is, I, I thought was interesting, uh, which definitely, um, you know. You know, it's a love story, truly. Yeah, it, no, it is absolutely. It's, yeah. It is, and we uh, go ahead and give our, our writer credits here, uh, Josh, and our artist. Uh, well, the book is written by Brian K. Vaughn, who is, I think, the spirit animal of our podcast right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, K, Brian K. Vaughn is killing it on a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's right now. Saga is probably the biggest thing in comic books right now. Saga being one of those big books. Um, I guess the biggest indie yeah. book in comics right now. He's also just Ex finished. Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina. He just finished up a, a, sh- a short series called "We Stand on Guard," which was about the like world war between Canada and the United States. <clears throat> He's got another book out right now called uh, "Paper Girls," another image book. It's really uh, good that's reviews. really that's a really good one. I've I've been enjoying that one, um, but Brian K. Vaughn is uh, is is the author on this, the writer on this. Uh, Pia Guerrera is uh, I think is that how you say the last name? Guerra? Was it? Yeah, Guerra I think so. Yeah, Guerra. However, and then uh, Jose Marzan Jr. Uh, there's a couple artists in between who do some fill-in stuff throughout the way uh, because there's you know this is an ongoing 60 issue series, and so there's some fill-in uh, issues along the way as we go through there. But uh, overall, uh, Brian K. Vaughn does an excellent job writing this thing. Uh, when you gave it to me, I'd been wanting to. I think I'd read the first issue digitally. Because it was one of those like, hey, it's free on Comixology, right. and I'd heard so much about it. So I'd read the first issue. I'm like, yeah, I could do this. I could do this. But there's a commitment to ten trades. There's like a financial commitment to yeah. ten trades. Yeah, that's that's it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess they stop. You have all these single trades. Yeah, and those are out of print. Yeah, you and can't so get they're all in books. This is a now. diamond in a rough. That's why I put them in a bin. Where they're like <laughs> two, they're like two vol, two trades each, kind of like the. 
and the they're preacher expensive. one. We yeah, had. yeah, they're like they're like thirty five bucks probably a pop for those. Yeah, because I think they're. I don't know if they're. Are they hardcover? I don't remember if they're. I, think I don't they, know. I don't I remember. I haven't seen them actually in li- in real life. In real life, yeah. IRL. I've only seen them in uh, my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got they've got they re they're re releasing them again, and so it's been a little tougher, I guess, to get your hands on all of them because they're not finished. Right. Releasing those double issues, or maybe they are by yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they, they, they weren't. They, they do them like one a year, like for the double issues. That's so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the way DC slash Vertigo, Vertigo does this. But this is a Vertigo book, kind of when Vertigo was putting out lots of kind of interesting stuff in the two thousand early two thousands before mm-hmm. Image was kind of like the indie hotbed that it is now. Uh, where this book today, if this book were made today, it wouldn't be at Vertigo. It'd be, it'd be, image. An, it'd be an image. Yeah, book, yeah. Right. So, yeah, and then, thanks for you doing that house yeah. thing too, because I want to make sure you do the offers. But to go back to what Mark said yeah. about the concept of of the last man on earth, have you seen this done before in any different genres? And and what do you think? Like, how, why? Do you, like, what he? You know, I, Mark makes a good point that it is. You know, you could go the uh, one way. You know, with yeah. it, like the oh, this is like every male fantasy and yeah. just like a romp uh, through like just tits and vagina yeah uh so what do, what was your take on the concept you know what it's 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 something if you go back and you read things like oh like if you've seen the old charlton heston movie omega man right, right. he's the good. last yeah. man on earth or uh, i am legend mm-hmm. right which i think is what omega man is actually yes. the original they, book yes. Uh, yes. La- uh, is what omega man's built on but that's a different thing altogether that's a last like human man everybody else is disfigured and gross yeah. but it's the same you know it almost reminds me it's almost like it's like this Planet of the Apes feel too, kind of, because he's on his own and he's different from everybody else. But every, you know what I mean? Because he's the last guy there. Um, but I thought it's it's a fantastic book because the concept. I was like, okay, well, it's not anything that's being the last guy has you know that's or the last person has been done lots of times. Yeah. But I think the idea of being the last man in a world full of women kind of flips the story a little bit, especially yeah. since it's not about him cruising the countryside, shagging everyone he can, you know, spreading the seed, you know, to, <laughs> yeah, no, to, yeah. to repopulate. But it's kind of like this soul searching guy, this, this slacker. And I kind of, as someone who like, I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'd want to save the world if this happened to me. Cause he's like a real, like, you know, guys, I don't know that I want to do this. He's kind of, yeah. kind of dragged along on that grander scheme. Mm. Really, all he wants to do is find find this girl, and I can kind of relate to that. Like, I don't yeah. want the pressure of humanity on my shoulders. I'd be like, can I just like, do I? Can I just hang yeah. out? You know? Yeah, and, and that's explored in the in yeah. the series itself. He he puts himself in danger lots of times. Yeah, uh, unnecessarily. Yeah, uh, he in you know, and th- there's a great scene in there where that. Is kind of solved, yeah, yeah. Um, reprogrammed, <laughs> reprogrammed. Um, but yeah, it's like he he has a certain sense of depression about yeah. him, even though he is a very um, he's like a hot commodity. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, even though he's a very sar- on the outside, very sarcastic, yeah, and, and very funny, likable. But truly, he's a depressed character. Yeah. yeah, and let's talk about that because let's talk about the character of York because um, I think that I think that as, I'm I'm going to make an assumption that I think that a lot of guys in our age group. This is like, you know, it's it's like very much like, you know how James Dean was the cool of that time? This is like the new cool for us. Like <laughs> like where most people would be like, he's kind of annoying. You're like, he's kind of me. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like he, like yeah. like people are age group with our like educational like backgrounds. Jim from the like, office. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, exactly. Jim oh, from yeah. the office was yeah. the yeah. last guy on earth. Like, yeah. Kind of like. I, w- I, don't, I, I hesitate to call him an everyman, uh, but I think. Like I think Brian K. Vaughn, the reason like I like a lot of his writing, I think he's not just one of my favorite comic book writers. He's one of my favorite writers in general at this yeah. point. Um, is because I don't think he is removed from like his background, what he brings into it, from like who I am as a person and like my upbringing and you know yeah. uh, education and pop culture references. And so, um, your your thoughts on York, Josh? We'll start with you. I think time. I think York is a really great character. I think I can relate to him because um, of being essentially roughly the same age, right? right. So you've got that kind of connection there. Uh, and then just the idea of like, here's a smart smart guy at the end of the world, like book smart, not necessarily like street, not not necessarily like street smarts. And yeah. I can relate to like, yeah, it's the end of the world, and guess what? 
I know who this poet is, right? Or right, like, right, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like as uh, as like a history major, a political science major in college, I know a lot of useless facts that wouldn't help me in the end of the world, right? I'd be like, um, I can teach you how the electoral college works, <laughs> like that. And so I, I kind of I relate to this guy who has like a whole lot of nothing to offer the world except snarky comments. And he is an escape artist, and which a, comes in handy. It does come in handy many times. And I, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not an escape artist, so I, I don't even have that. But yeah. he, you know. But there's there's this sort of like, and you said it earlier, Travis. You said this slacker kind of like mentality to it, and and I, I can I can relate to that at that age, especially kind of wanting to be like, yeah, you know. He's the he's like Brody from Mallrats if yeah. he was going to take a road trip adventure. Yeah. <laughs> he's like any Kevin Smith character. Yeah, on a road trip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think he's a really good character. I think you see him go on this really, this really nice arc, where at first he is that really depressed. I'm gonna, I want to put myself in danger so I can, so I just want to be yeah. done. I don't want to deal with this. And then you get this whole like this guy who just wants to find the girl of his dreams again, even yeah. though he doesn't know she's, you know, if he, he doesn't know if she's alive or not, he just wants to, he wants to, he has this drive to go do it. This sort of like romantic guy at heart to go take care of this. Uh, and then finally being like, yeah, we got to save the world, right? Like this is yeah. like, I can find my girlfriend, but I also like, I know the importance of me. So you mm-hmm. see this big arc of like slacker doesn't want any, have anything to do with it to seeing himself in that role of like, I'm the guy who's going to, is going to fix this at the end. And we learned some sweet fighting skills along the yeah, way, yeah. And, you know, some others, some other stuff along the way. It's easy there. Like, no, it's, um, <laughs> Mark, you called this a, 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 a love story at its heart. Yeah. Uh, elaborate on that as far as, uh, how does that, uh, develop and, um, Vaughn's well, depiction of love. We talk about all the time of, of, uh, when we read stuff and we talk about, uh, Mark and I will talk and chat about, the portrayal of love as idealistic or realistic, yeah. like discuss. Well, I, I think that this discuss. character definitely has, um, I, 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 it toys with the idea of his fantasy of love. It drives him for years. He's searching for this woman for years and he is very committed to this ideal of this woman. And his girlfriend, Beth, who was in Australia when the plague. Yes. Hit. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about that is that, um, the actual love itself, I think his fantasy of that love is far more powerful than the actual love himself. When it when it starts, his search starts as uh, it seems like maybe Beth was trying to break up with him. We don't know. and But still, he still has this drive. Even though temptation is all around him, he has this fantasy of... Of life Beth. will be perfect. Life will be perfect if I just her. find Beth. And, yeah, yeah, and when he when he when he dreams of Beth, she's often like a superhero, or he's like climbing a mountain, like as yeah. Conan. So they you, they reinforce exactly what you said in these little um, uh, uh, vignettes of yeah. like pop culture, like oh now I'm Superman saving her, or I'm King Kong and she's being taken, you know, like that type of stuff. So that's a good point. Yeah. I, uh, Go ahead. I, I think you're right. I think there's this this. I think the fantasy of being in love, and you, and you think about like you kind of think of yourself at that age, right? Like, yeah. w- and there's always that that person. What you know, she went away, and so your mind automatic. And he didn't have time. It's to, his first love, right? Too. Right. It's yeah. His first love. He doesn't have time to process like what life is like without her because life ends, right? So That's good he point. can't like he can't yeah. process like things are going to be okay. Right, it'll be all right because as soon as like she's gone, and then the world, like essentially, men die everywhere, and the world yeah. is completely changed. The government's collapse and all this stuff, which is a great metaphor for breaking up. Right, with someone. And, and so <laughs> and he's and he's just like he. I think he. You're in this. He's in this position at this age where you know it takes a while for you to imagine what life is like without this person that you thought was going to be this integral yeah. part of who you are. They'd been a part of who you are, and then everything falls apart around him, and so the only piece of normalcy when things were yeah. normal is is beth and so i think that that's where this sort of this fantasy of if i just get back to her yeah. everything will be fine the it, world may be falling apart but she was the best thing i think that's well said i i think that that's truly why he's in love with beth because he's in love of with the world before yeah you know it all fell apart like that's that's truly what he falls in love with and and i think that's reinforced on how it ends as right. well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, here's what I here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to talk about the ending, but it, like this is such a big series, and I think I don't want yeah, to. I don't want to give away the no. very end of it because I think that I want I want to tell people that they can listen to this and go read it. Yeah, because right? it's such a it's such because it's big so big, thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. not going to be able yeah, to yeah. focus yeah, in yeah. on. I got on anything, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to give away the ending end. Good. So, so here's how it is. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Like, I'm glad yeah, I stopped yeah. this right yeah. there. So you if know, at this point you're like, man, they're just going to spoil it for me, we're not really going to spoil big stuff. We're okay. overarching stuff. You, that's fine. Like, we came into this podcast ragtag already. And I you're know. throwing another roadblock. I know. I know. All right. Now, I think there's nothing here to talk about. You know, we talked about York as a character. We talked about this undertone of love and idealistic love. And I think I think it's it's a perfect description of someone who's 22, just like basically even though she's moved away they they're broken up kind of yeah. like he's he refuses to accept it you know he's yeah. buying engagement rings uh magic <laughs> talismans <laughs> you know um and um so you know one of the things that i think if that's a cha- that, that must have been a challenge for Vaughn uh i'm going to presume on Vaughn the writer Vaughn if you're listening i'm going to presume something on you i think going into a book where you have the last man on earth and you have him surrounded by women it would be very Oh, uh, like we just read Bitch Planet, which it, it like it, it hits you over the head with feminist. Um, I don't want to say propaganda, you know, because then I'm gonna get like you know nasty tweets. <laughs> oh, but it's but it's, 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 it's it's giving the you themes a message. are really yeah. like heavy feminist themes. So I think in a book where there's one man and the rest are women, uh, it could be it could be very easy to go in and be overbearing with these feminist ideas. How do you think he handled? Um, the ideas of gender, like especially like that male female uh, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like feminist ideals are concerned in this book, did he carry that well? How does that manifest itself? I think I think Brian uh, Kavon does a really good uh, good job of like telling you because you hear people say all the time, if there were no men, war would end, bad yeah. stuff would like you like that's that's sort of a thing, and um, and I don't I don't think it's a feminist trope that that would happen, but I think that that's like. You know, like every president's been a man in the United States and how many wars have we got? That sort of idea. I think that he does a really good job of showing you that, yes, some things in some parts would be better. But there are some things that just don't – that society is something that works well when you have both men and women, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he does a really good job of kind of showcasing – that there's a that that there's a necessary partnership between men and women in the way the world works. Um, But he writes – Female characters fantastically, yep. really well, um, really not that, not technical, but but deep characters, right? Dynamic, yeah, dynamic, yeah. good good characterization in the women that are in these books. Even Great. the background women that they just yeah. meet for an issue or two, Great they're different story from each arcs. other. Every yeah. woman is different from each other, um, and just like every man is different from each other. I really like, <laughs> I really like the um, um, well said. <laughs> brother, brother. right like we feel that but then yeah. like you think you think like sometimes in media there's like the 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 blob of of women in the back of you know like when you look at a movie and I, and this star star wars just came out star wars, <laughs> <never be> star <laughs> wars. but there was this thing online and i saw a video it was like a, a video of like all of the female dialogue that's not leia in the start in the original trilogy and it is it's the shortest video you will ever watch. <laughs> like they're like the like the videos are his Aunt Maru like Aunt Maru saying like five lines. Yeah, yeah. And then the one chick who talks about the second Death Star and uh Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's Otherwise there is no like dialogue yeah, yeah. from anyone, and it's but- the greatest story ever told. So I don't know what I don't know <laughs> yeah, what point you're making. I don't understand what you're trying to say. You're trying to use Star Wars to say that most people make this mistake that they made in Star Wars that is the greatest story ever told. Bad form. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is, I think I think we're used to in media uh, to like w- this this kind of background of women, but not necessarily full fledged women characters. Well, I think I think I think in this necessarily media, I think as male writers, yeah. I think it's intimidating to write female characters. I think I think you're right. I think I, think, I think that it, it is like as someone who tries to write women, it's like, ugh, like is this like are they gonna see through this facade that like <laughs> I don't understand women? Uh, and I don't think that I don't think Vaughn presumes to understand women in here. He just creates these characters and lets them live in this world. Yeah. Um, but I really like the um, all the. The things that I didn't think about, because uh, when you look at this, this is a real good theory. Like, if what if there's one man less, like what would what would the ramifications? Well, like the, the ramifications. Pilots, like, yeah, most yeah. of the pilots in would the world dead? were men. Exactly, and, and so like 
there was no no one to fly planes. Yep. Most of the like naval. The ship naval yep. crews and stuff like that were men, so no one knew how to like had that. There wasn't or, enough yeah. women. The there was a that great there were, thing about priests. Yeah. And like uh, when they're in the church, that was a great thing. And also like at one point, the Doctor Mana stops in the middle and she goes. And she mentions like the Carithian sloth, and they're like, "What are you talking? What are you talking about?" They're like, they're gone, you know, because they they have a lifespan of like a year and a half. Yeah, and there hasn't been a male around to produce because yeah. all the animals. Yeah. I should guess yeah, we mentioned yeah. all the male animals are dead too, not just male humans. And I was like, and that how that would affect the ecosystem. And they're like, "Oh man," I'm like, "Ooh, this is it's not just like a fun orgy in this world. Like this is <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> be rough. This is gonna be rough. There's some larger ramifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some larger ramifications of this." Um, speaking of the larger uh, ramifications uh, of of the plague, let's talk about the plague specifically, um, because uh, there there's some, and we're not going to spoil anything. Um, uh, and I don't know if you want to even want to give the re- like the possible reasons uh, for which I I don't think we will. No, um, I don't think know. we need to. But I, it, what, how do they have? You know, you go into this. Why the last man? It's a road trip. It's a love story. It's also a mystery. Uh, and the mystery revolves around the plague. Uh, Mark, how do you think – well, first of all, how did Vaughn handle this in the book, this mystery of the plague? What did you want? What did he give you? Uh, well, he gave me several options to choose from throughout, um, yeah. and which was good because, you know, you think you have it figured out in the first – two or three trades like oh, okay this is where it's going and then all of a sudden it goes in an entirely different direction so he kept you guessing throughout uh which which was good because i hate i hate having a series uh where you you already know where it's going and it just becomes boring but since he gave you so many reasons uh it could have happened uh and and from different characters have different perspectives on why it happened right uh, which was, helped develop the characters, really. There was no cutaway to like some villain, and like he yeah. was like, like, you know, a serum. You're like, oh, that's it, and now yeah. I know, yeah. but they don't know. It's like none of us know. No. No, yeah. None of yeah. us know. We some people think they know, uh, and they all make cases for it. It's like watching a debate. Yeah. You know, as you meet these different characters, it's like, oh, I think this is what. It, it, there'll be like a mystical reason for the plague. Yeah. Then there'll be a scientific reason yeah. for the plague. Then there'll be like a, a biblical reason for the plague, and you're like. And all the characters come in, and they make a lot of them make strong arguments yeah. for whatever they think yeah. their case is in either their actions Many or their. Many of them could their, be right. Yeah. Um, Vaughn says that the answer is in the books. In an interview, he says the, he goes, "I he goes, there's when we wrote this, we have we had a a, a specific um, reason in mind." And he goes, "It's in there. It could be in the background somewhere." He goes, "But if, if the the the." Uh, uh, a depth reader should be able to spot that. He goes, but we kept we kept it open because we want that ambiguity there. We want you to kind of go through, find the reasoning, and and spot it. He goes, but there's there's a, he says there's a roadmap in there that will let you know, which makes me want to go back and like read it until I figure it out, uh, or at least go online and read some forums, you know, and then be like, oh, oh that's where it was. I think that's what, I think that's what I'm gonna do after after this podcast. I'm gonna get on there and. I, you know, I, I really liked. Uh, I, that's one of the that's one of the things that drives the book really well because I think you could have said this is why it happened early on and just had a sweet kind of road trip to have him find his girlfriend. Right? You could have done yeah. that. And there's still the whole there's the whole thing about why governments want him and all that stuff. So you can still do that. But I think the idea of of Brian K. Vaughn not telegraphing strongly or not giving not giving it away does a really good job of keeping you. One more reason to keep reading, right? There, there's not only like, well, I want to know, does he find Beth? I want to know, like, is he going to say, is the world going to get saved? But there's also that that mystery of why the hell did this even happen, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and I liked it without giving away, without giving away what it was. Um, I thought it was a real interesting reason. Yes, like it was scientific and. Yeah, like there were, myth, mystical, if you would. Like yeah, this. they're definitely mystical, but definitely has that science kind of. Uh, how would you call it? How I, would I, how would you classify the science of that? Uh, I, yeah, that's that's it's it's a it's a almost. yeah it's a really strange science of it. Like yeah. evolution, if it were evolutionary, like it would snap that quick. Yeah, and so it was just evolution this, on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was this really. I just thought it was a. When it when it's revealed, it was something I never would have oh, yeah. thought of, right? Yeah. And so if it is, like Travis said, if it is like something that's hinted at along the way, if Brian K. Vaughn put it in along the way, 
it was really well like hidden back yeah. there. Because um, I, I kind of accept that at face value at the end. That yeah. is what happened. Yeah, you're you like, know. okay, all right, yeah, I, can all right. See that. I, I get that. All right. But it, it was this kind of thing where it, it, it lets you go. It, like, it helps the people who are science people go, I can accept that. And it helps yeah. the people who aren't science people go, I can accept that, yeah. right? It's just are kind you, of are like... You, are you talking about the, um, the, uh, the, the kind of explanation they leave the characters with? Or are you talking about what you th- you think you know the the what the reason is? You think the you... characters? Well, okay, yeah, okay, the yeah, characters okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, and so I, I that's that I think that's kind of a uh, having that mystery hang over the entire book. I think does a it's another drive that it's not just a love story that there is this mystery to it as well that right. kind of keeps it going uh, as like um, Yorick plays Scooby like plays Shaggy to the monkeys. Scooby Doo, right? <laughs> yeah. As they like track across the globe, uh, and I, let, let's talk about that. It is a it, this story is big in scope. And earlier, Travis, you said it's your Odyssey or your mm. Iliad, right? It's a re- um, it's uh, you know it's a, it's it's not a re- it's not a return home um, in the sense like the Odyssey is like it's adventure yeah. home, but. Um, as far as the structure is, well, like you come across these different islands, so to speak. If home is his is love, yeah. right? Then maybe it is. That's powerful. If home is love, this love you know is what? taking control. <laughs> home is where the heart is. That's it. So a Natalie Portman movie. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that where she gives birth in a Walmart? Is yeah. that where she lives in a Walmart? That's a, that's, a, that's the only. That's the that's hashtag my Natalie Portman. I want my Natalie Portman barefoot pregnant in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear like so? This I'm going to go off topic for one sec. There's a family living in the. In the attic of a Walmart with a meth lab, I saw that on the. I news. didn't know Walmarts had attics. So it's like up in the like uh, like they Raptors, wow. yeah, like with a meth lab and a TV and like sleeping bags from the store. Oh like they God. lived in the Walmart. That sounds better than Breaking Bad. Let's make a, let's make a <laughs> show about them. <laughs> but that, in aside, apart from it, what do you, uh, Mark? What do you think about the the road trip aspect of this story? What, what what did you like about or not like about the the road trip of it? Oh, what do you mean? It, was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, I guess when you talk about the road trip, uh, road trips is a classic uh, uh, story structure. Okay. Um, uh, is it? Does it come across a trite? Like how does how does he keep it fresh? I guess how? Like I I, I think that you know it's, it's yeah. uh, he's he's evolving around the road trip. We have that kind of odyssey. We're stopping off these so called like you know uh, you know the islands uh, the mm-hmm. island of the siren sirens whatever it is. He's got his. Like stops as they go through. Well, it's great because then you can take the story in many different places, many different adventures all the time. There's always something exciting happening uh, because they, you know, they're they're going from one place to another, and it's a really long trip. And because of transportation issues, you know, it takes uh, it leads them in many different directions. And I, I like the structure of of them having to travel this far, and it leads to many different adventures. What I think that Vaughn does really well, and I was noticing this, I was re- reading some of the middle issues. He does a really good job of suggesting the amount of stuff that happens to them between the yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. So you open up and they'll be running from like ladies on ATVs. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like, uh, and then all of a sudden they'll, 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 they'll drop it in. And it's been like, it's been a year and a half since Blake hit. And you're like, whoa, last time I was, last trade, it was like eight months. And now it's a year and like, yeah. but, and like, but it leaves you with a sense of like, I know stuff happened in between this, but I don't necessarily need to see it. To yeah. feel the weight that it had on the characters, I think yeah. to feel that he, on the character. He also Let's does a really imagine. good job. Yeah. He also does like a really good job of like showing the Eric, the the characters change throughout, right? Like physically change. Like Yorick has a beard for a while, and like he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying on the beard for a little bit, and everybody's physicality because there's this passage of time, and that's the other thing I liked about it is that sometimes comic books feel really stagnant, like the amount of time. Like something like The Walking Dead, which has been going on. Yeah, you don't know how what the timeline is. Yeah, episodes or issues. It's been however many years that they've been cranking out this this comic book over ten years of this, and doesn't seem like the passage of time is all that big, right? Uh, but something like this, he does a really good job of showing you either by just saying a year and a half later, or eight months later, or mm. the character saying. Well, that was eight months ago, and you're like, "What? Yeah. Was this the last book that that <laughs> right. you know?" And and I think that that makes the story even bigger. And I think the road trip aspect of it, this idea of a road trip, lets you get fresh stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because it could get stagnant. The story of like the way it goes, like, "Oh, I just got to go to Australia and find my girlfriend." 
but there's this wonderful like you like you said mark the idea of like transportation is is screwed up yeah so like the only way you're gonna get somewhere is like oh we've got to get on a pirate cruiser and, and barter our and way, barter through, our way yeah. through you know I, I got an interesting thing i'm gonna ask you a question do you think that it's a little bit sexist to think that the world transportation would be stagnant for five or six years do you think that there's a little bit of sexism in this, uh, only in this the, book? Uh, not not if the people that are currently in those jobs, like if it's if it's ninety percent of the pilots are male, ninety percent of the navy is male. Then if you took away, you know, ninety percent of the people who do that occupation and transportation, whether it be bus drivers or train conductors, and they happen to be male, if, if that plague were to hit right now, it's not sexist to be like. You've lost all those experts in that that yeah. that, that thing, you know. Um, but it's still a necessity. I mean, how long does it take to yeah, yeah, clean like, up the like, freeways, like, like, you know? yeah, exactly. Like those roads were on there for like yeah. five, or those cars were on there for like that's five true. Years. Well, they're not strong. They're not as strong as me. So it's like they can't. <laughs> well, like, you, wonder, you wonder if like the idea was, especially there's that one one of the parts that I thought was really one of the like vignettes if I can in here is when they get to the compound. We're not right? on favorite vignettes yet. I know so this is one of our favorite vignettes. I'm, I'm just. I'm just I'm you're using like, it up right now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> There's one scene where they find like all the women just living this kind of like utopia farm, right? Yeah. Where they're all together. So like, do they need to use the roadways? So if like you've splintered off all these communities, communities, there's okay. no need to clear the highway if New York's yeah. doing New York things, Boston's doing Boston, and they thing. let you know. I've been reading the middle ones, yeah. and like America is like one of the worst countries dealing with this plague. It's hit America for as far as resources are concerned. Like it's America, people are trying to get out of America. Like, well, uh, you think about it. Like America is so big, and so we rely heavily on getting stuff from one side of the country to the other. And we do it with yeah. oil and fuel, and like we have to get that across on big barges to us and yeah. things like that. We're not producing a lot of our our oil and gas that's going to run those things like trains and planes and automobiles. Great movie by John Candy. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so like that, I didn't even think about that. Like just the economics of with all those ships being gone like how are we splitting up these resources i feel like i'm, I'm teaching ap uh macroeconomics next semester have them I, read all i, ca- I kind of want to like i always come up with scenarios for them to figure out like what happens to the economy and i might one that's of my, a great one of my things to do that's a great like, what happens to the economy if you know what happens to the overall market if this event takes place have the women do if the all the men die and have uh uh, the all the men do, all yeah. the women die. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm going to do that. I think that's going to happen. That's going to happen next mm. semester in AP Macro. <laughs> yeah, or like split them up. Like you have a you divide your girls in half and you do half them if all, and then like see like which group. Yeah. Like explores the most options. Yeah. I like that. That's a good job. Hey, let's I'm write this. Uh, I got to screw the podcast. Right, write this curriculum. Right now. We'll yeah, call this curriculum yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's not a bad idea. Curriculum podcast coming this spring. <laughs> I, you know, I think I think that that part of it kind of you know you get you've got all these little segments of the populace, and I think the way that that uh, Vaughn kind of sets all this up, this road trip, this 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 odyssey, gives you the ability to take peaks at how the world is working Mm -hmm. because you really put his girlfriend on the other side of the world. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm in Boston and she's in like California. Right. Like there's this, you put him as far away from you as possible. Yeah. Like here's this like carrot at the end dangling. We're going to an Island in the middle. Like not something. It's not like she's in France and I just have to cross one ocean to get to her. Like I have to cross a giant amount of, places to, to find her as and, far away as possible yeah. that is, yeah. that's where yeah. she was isn't, isn't that really what love is like guys <laughs> travis do you feel like your true love is somewhere I, you know what i i was rereading this um uh those, as i said reading the middle trades uh and i well let me go back to the us us mark about the structure the yeah. road trip structure now to be critical i will say that i think that uh the first like a uh, third of this book is the best it gets the end i also like the end in the middle parts i feel like the pace he's he's ryan k vaughn is really good at pacing uh but i think and this is this you see this in in like preacher you see this in 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 um series that have a limited run like yeah. the 60 or 70 issues once you get to like issue 35 40 it's like, oh, they see the end in sight, so they have to start tying up loose ends and yeah. making things go quickly and bringing in stuff. So 
I thought the pacing was really nice and leisurely, and we got to really know these characters. And they had longer vignettes at, yeah. in the first four or five trades. But as you get into trades six, seven, eight, nine, you're like, there's a lot happening really fast. The, the, and um, but uh, I also I also kind of like that because it picks up the pace, the, t- the intensity, yeah. It's, and so it seems to get more intense as you go. And I kind of like a book that does that too, where you're reading a book and all of a sudden you're like, how the hell is this going to end, right? Because yeah. there's this little section left. And I kind of felt that. I'm like, am I going to find out? Is this going to end with uh, – am I going to know what happened? Am I going to see the salvation of – you like the populace. Yeah, and it's a little terrifying after nine. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because you come into the 10 and you're like, uh, how many pages is this? Yeah, thing? yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> going to leave me hanging. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, but I, th- I thought, I, I would agree with you. I, and actually, I thought somewhere in the middle, um, there's a, I thought there's a couple of places where it, it sometimes stays too long. Like, you're like, why aren't you there yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so a wrench got thrown in. My only, my only real beef with this is there is there's a couple episode or a couple episodes a couple issues in the middle that are about this playhouse of women and they oh, put yeah, on they put yeah. on a play yeah. that is the one part I was like I, I didn't I couldn't finish it that might be my, that might be one tied for one of my favorite vignettes really yeah 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 I I skipped it because I was yeah. like where the hell is everybody I don't care. <laughs> pirate people duh, screw it I, 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 that was the one part I was like I don't. Like, I get why it's there, right? Because later on, you've got flashback ones, and they're done by a different artist. Mm-hmm. And that pirate, the the play one, yeah, yeah. is done by a different artist. And I understand that. You don't want the story to keep going, so you've got to go... You've got to take a jog for a sec. Yeah, yeah. To let Pia kind of, like... Well, I, I thought, I thought you stuff. could really... I thought that allowed you to explore the themes really well. And yeah. Speaking of this, as we as we get into our... Uh, we got about... Um, I have to say that. You know, I, I, I would love to have time to talk about all the ancillary characters yeah. like 355. So I think a good way to do that would be to go through, let's everyone talk about your favorite vignette first. And if we have time, we'll go around and say our least favorite. Okay. Uh, and that will allow us to talk about those characters that way. Um, so, um, well, I know Mark, you have, you brought, brought, were you, do you have a favorite? Yeah. Vignette? I already mentioned it, uh, before it's when he, uh, finds his will to, to live. Um, how can I describe this without giving it away? No, this is um, my favorite. So, I'll, well, we can tag team it. Go ahead. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, this is a great scene. I think this is an okay. I don't no, no, think no. This is yeah, no. Spoilery. It's not. It's not spoilery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, uh, he uh is left. Um. What's the character's name? I don't remember. Uh, it's another. It's another agent. It's another agent of the Culper Ring that he's left with. So like an ex Culper yeah, Ring. Yeah. Agent, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Ex Culper Ring. Yeah. Yeah. And he's left there for uh his safety. Uh, she's supposed to ta- uh take care of him, and then he finds himself. Uh, drugged and tied up naked on the bed. Right. And a lot of crazy things yeah. ensue. Oh, it's so um, good. And you get it. I love that because you see the, the drug hallucination of what he has seen. Mm-hmm. And then she is uh, like torturing him in this uh, sadomasochistic kind of way. And you're like, and you did, you just didn't see it coming. No, yeah, you're yeah. Like, you didn't see it coming. You're like, what the crap yeah, is going yeah. on? Yeah, Well, I, I love that scene because you we start that scene and like it's like this like sexy girl in this you know Bond outfit. You're like, yeah, this is the wild. <laughs> this is what I thought what I was gonna get when I picked the wild last man. So you're like, oh yeah, this is this yeah. what, like this is like what you expected to get. But then they flip it on its head. Oh no, it's, as, it's not. It's scary more yeah, than anything. And it, yeah, it, it's and it's funny too. Oh, yeah. I went back and reread those lines. I mean, the dialogue between. The, the programmer and the person being uh, reprogrammed is yeah. great. Like she's just berating him and like like uh, emasculating him and just <laughs> saying like the worst things to him. Yeah. And he's just like being sarcastic back and like you know hit, throwing in these pop culture references to what's happening. And there's always hallucinations. Yeah. It's that's, that's that's also my favorite as well. Yeah, and and I mean it works. He uh, he finds his will to live. Yeah, definitely. All you need is a little dominatrix. <laughs> All you need is a little dominatrix <laughs> and an old make too many syllables. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. All you need is a right, Josh, hit me word. Up. Uh, you know, I think uh, there's a couple parts that I really like. And I already kind of mentioned the one, and you told me I used it up. But no, I thought I, <laughs> I thought the exploration of this colony of women, and then you find out 
And this is kind of spoilery, but it doesn't spoil the end, so I'm okay with that. You find out that they're like ex-cons, like they were in a prison, right? Like they were, they had escaped the women's right. prison, yeah. And they all leave, and they have this real thing about we don't hurt anyone, we don't do anything wrong, we don't kill anybody. We do, you know, it's like this really kind of like utopian kind of society of women who. And I, I thought that that was a really interesting part of it. I liked that visit to that group of people, uh, and then I also liked uh, the the cosmonaut story. I like oh, like yeah, the that was like the female cosmonaut. She's pregnant, and and I really like that kind of like. You're right. There are people in outer space. Like, how does this? And the idea of like they, you know, they want. They don't that, know who's like baby. It is. Yeah, I that, love that. Like, that. You're a no real quick because one of those astronauts. <laughs> yeah. You, like you want that baby to sur- you want that baby to survive. So that whole sciencey section where they're like they they find this bunker and the you know to yeah. like put her into. I thought that was really kind of cool. And so you kind of see all these little pieces, and those were probably two of my favorite parts around there. Um, those were kind of middling areas too, and I guess that's weird that the parts that I was like, well. The middle got a little long. Uh, but those were two parts that I really enjoyed were those two sections kind of look at that utopia. And I thought the kind of like exploration of, well, what do you do when someone's pregnant in this environment? How do you oh, yeah. how do you ensure the safety of, of that? Right. Because no one's been – No one's been out there. Yeah, no, no one's been pregnant, Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, um, uh, art. We can't, we can't neglect art here. Um, uh, Mark, uh, you have, you have uh, 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 read uh, um, Fade Out. You have yes. read Why the Last Man. You've read Preacher. Uh, you flipped through Witches. Uh, so you've seen a lot of different art styles now as someone coming into comics this year. You went to Comic-Con. You, you, you perused the single issue. You saw different yeah, yeah. forms of art. What did you think about – like what like how what would you describe this art as compared to other things that you've, you've I, seen? I think it stands up. I think, I think it's good. It's not my favorite, mm-hmm. um, but I, I definitely um, – I, I, I like the style. I, I mean – um, I don't know. Help me out here. <laughs> no, yeah, Josh is really good at like talking about art and, and the differences between it. This, this is something I thought was funny. You told me when you gave it to me, you're like, I don't think you're gonna like the art. Yeah, you had that discussion with me, and I don't know, I don't know why. So I'm curious, why do you think I wouldn't like the art? And well, then I want to, I want to tell you well, it, what I actually think. I, I don't, I don't. It's not house by, by any means. Yeah. it's not house, but it's not indie. Um, and I think it falls into that. Like um, you look at like something like Steve Dillon. There's 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 more definition to it. There's more like realism to it. But at the same time, um, I know that like in your art, you like a little bit of, like avant garde. Like you need like at least like I I think like your favorite art is like when they take risk with mm-hmm. the reality of of uh, uh, dimensions uh, and and like sizes and like uh, uh, like pen strokes. Like you you want to turn a page and see. Like this is a beautiful piece of art, yeah. and I don't think that there's a lot. And actually, um, the the uh, comic book guy, uh, Mike at comic book shop, or no, it was uh, Godleski, uh-huh. uh, the comic book for um, Copperhead. Uh, uh, Copperhead said like, "Oh, it's tough because I want to tell a story, but I also want people to turn the page and see a beautiful page of art." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what 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 were here's, your thoughts here's on I, th- it? I think uh, you are completely wrong, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, well, you're right about what I like. You're right about what I like. The reason I don't like house style is because – and that's like modern DC house style. Yeah. I hate – I don't like um, – Which this is not. This is not. It, yeah. But it, 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 it's in the, in the middle, but I think. But I like that it's it's realistic, but it's still cartooning. And really, that's like my favorite kind of comic book art is mm. like it's a cartoon. If I wanted it to look real, yeah, I'd watch a movie, right? And there's yeah. something about the art of – like I love cartoons, and I'm, a, I'm an adult man who loves cartoons. I'm okay with that, and that's that's part of the reason why I read comic books. Is I really like the art of cartooning, and I think that there is some real great the facial expressions throughout. Uh, Pierre does a really uh, where it does a really great job of showing emotion. He does a really good job of yeah, absolutely like characters looking different. Where it could just be a sea of like every woman looks the same. I think you get a good kind of look at there's uh, there's really good characterization in the faces um, without it being overly that's good Excellent overly point. realistic. Excellent point. In fact, there uh, when you look at like if you're looking at it from a director's lens and you look at the shots, there are a lot of mid shots where that that face is is really is uh, focused. And I think that um, the panels, like the, the, I like the panel layout. It's it's very easy for a beginning comic book readers. Uh, there's not a lot of last. They don't. They, there's not a lot of tricky. Oh, we're gonna spread this yeah. into the next page. It's very much. They don't let the art get in the way of the storytelling. Yeah. It's there to support it very subtly, 
And those, and in a way that I think those, you made a great point about those faces. I didn't even think about that. One of the reasons I love this art is because these characters are so expressive. And there, there are some, some of the vignettes have some really great color. Each vignette has its own color palette. Yeah. I think I, I like the, the Sons of Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, a one where they, the blockade. And they have all those des- – it's, it's a whole different color palette. Um, I kind of like that. See, I like that vignette too just to, to quick talk about it because that's when he finally has to like pull the trigger, right? Yeah. And you see him – he's kind of like backed away from – like he ha- he fakes machismo a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. He fakes being tough a lot. Yeah. But he actually does. He has to follow through on like that. And then yeah. you kind of see how it wrecks him. Like 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 having to kill somebody wrecks yeah. him. And I thought that that was kind of a really cool story of like – yeah, he can. He's gonna save the world, but like, look at—he's put in the situation and he does it. But man, it, it weighs heavy on 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 what he has to do with it. Like, it weighs heavy on him the rest of the time, and it and like he's dealing with it. And that's the other thing I like about this. Like, scenarios in this have long term, pardon me, ramifications throughout the story. And I think that's one piece of it where you see him deal with it for just issues. Yeah, they on. don't they don't yeah. just leave it. It's not just like, oh yeah, remember when that thing happened to you? Well, yeah, well that was. Eight issues ago, we're we're we're, we're yeah. past that. No, it, they 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 carry their baggage with them throughout that. Yeah, uh, which is great because that that builds up to uh, now vaguely talking about the ending. We're not going to talk about yeah. the ending. What did you think about the ending here in our last few minutes on the podcast? I wasn't as satisfied as I wanted to be. If that makes sense. Oh really? If I could, if mm-hmm. I can, if I can put it that way, I really liked the journey. I really, I'm I'm gonna, I really liked this series. It's probably one of the best full mm-hmm. run series I've read and that's because it's you know it's it's 10 trades it's a lot you don't often get a full story that you get to dive into and, and I really enjoyed it um, but the ending left me a little a little stale I didn't hate it I don't I don't want that to come off cr- across that way but I don't think it was everything could you could they have given after this journey could they have like could they have given you an ending that would have been satisfying I, I don't know I, I have a hard time coming out of Odyssey the adventures one- and like like Lord of the Rings yeah. or things like that, where you're like, I've been with these characters for so long. I just want so much for everything. I, I I couldn't. So let me. The thing that bugged me, and this isn't a spoiler. There's a flash forward, and uh-huh. that's what bugged me. I think. Oh, really? I think had there been no, if there'd been no resolution like interesting, that, interesting. I think I would have been like, okay, I'm good. I'm good with the ending and not uh-huh. knowing exactly what's going to happen. But the flash forward, and it's like, hey. Here's yeah. what happened later. Ooh, I want to talk about this. Off, I, I want to talk about this. Off, I can't wait to do this. Stop. Yeah. So I want to talk about this ending off, Mike, because uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, uh, it, it is a risk to do that flash forward. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I, it's, I totally disagree with you. <laughs> um, no, that's I okay. Was completely yes, satisfied. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was completely yeah. satisfied with it. Yeah. Uh, that flash forward. Um, I love to see where all these characters went and a lot of interesting things. There's one thing, I don't know if I can talk, I can't talk about it. I'll give it away, but there's, there's a twist. Mm-hmm. There's a definite twist with a couple of the characters that you've been following the whole entire time that you don't see. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. And one of the, one of those twists, I'm like, okay, that was like, you had to wrap up that loose end. And I, yeah. you, I think you and I agree yeah, on this. Yeah. Twist. Yeah. Um, but, uh, even that, I mean, I, at first I didn't like it, but the fact that I still think about it. Yeah. It, it, it worked. Yeah. You know, it worked. I still think about it and I, th- I still think, well, how did this work and how is this possible? And I, you know, it leaves me thinking, you know, about how it got there yeah. and where did, where in the past it makes me want to read again. See, so, you know, where do I see the seeds of this happening? Excellent. And I, I'm, I'm going to rethink. I, I, I like your point, Josh. And I, I'm trying to think if, if they had stopped at that end, what would I have, what would I have missed? But I, I, well, I will say that um, I think that uh, um, that last panel, it, oh, it, it's yeah. just it's the perfect good it's yeah. a perfect goodbye yeah. goodbye to the story it is i i just oh i agree with i agree with the last panel being very good but there's that thing where like oh let's see what everybody's been up to and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the part where i'm like oh just there's part of me where i j- i want to fill in the the ending right like mm-hmm. it, it, it ostensibly it ends before that issue right yeah you could have you could have you could have ended out. it and it and it's it's really an epilogue right yeah and yeah. and so I, sometimes i feel like when you do that epilogue you're you're letting i like you're not letting me figure out the you're not letting me explore what happened afterwards right? i yeah. think there's enough I want am- it in my mind. ambiguity with yeah. as far as I- the reasons for the for the plague and stuff like that that there's enough to ponder 
that you can have those characters ends wrapped up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna rethink. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some consideration. Uh, we are um, we are um, about to turn the pumpkin here. Uh, I do want to say that we're trying something new with the start of this podcast. We are putting up a Spotify playlist uh, to that we uh, either Josh or I will create a Spotify playlist that we think feels goes along with the tone or the story or, or uh, the book that we are currently reading. We'll put it up online. So as you're reading, you can listen to it or give us your opinion on what you would put on the Why the Last Man playlist. The we had, we had one Man. edition. We had someone add to I put the playlist yeah, up on, right, on yeah. Twitter. Uh, someone added, uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody <laughs> wants to rule the world. And I thought, I was like, world. oh, no, that's really good. That would yeah. be like, like if this is supposed to be a TV show, and I think that would be like, be a, like a great montage scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah. Every, everybody's kind of like I think, I think the power. lyrics more than the, the, uh, the verse more than the chorus in that song is yeah. more fitting this book um, but but so you can check that out that's on uh, Twitter you can find a link to it at it's Comic awesome. Exposure, Exposure yep. uh, you can oh. search I think it's under your Spotify so right yeah we, we might, to we're gonna have create, to make a Comic Exposure yeah. Spotify so log in and log out I know it's no. a pain uh, so we'll, we'll do that but you can find us uh, on Twitter at Comics uh, Comics Comic Exposure. Uh, you can find us online, www.comicexposure.com. You can go back and check out a bunch of old podcasts. You can see the one we did uh, on the Fade Out where our guest was on there before. You can kind of hear about Mark's introduction to uh, comic books and, and hear that part if you want to fill in the, in the gaps. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. And just like that, Travis, uh, up next is a Star oh, Wars podcast. Yeah, Star Wars podcast. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're Actually, gonna... I'm trying to wondering, will Star Wars come out before this podcast? Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there might be a Star, Check Wars, out Star, Wars, Star podcast, Wars podcast or wait for our Star Wars wait podcast. Wait for a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we've got our books selected to come up. We're going to read some uh, classic Spider-Man. Well, not classic classic, but some, some Spider-Man. Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue. We're going to do um, My Friend Dahmer. My Friend Dahmer. Chrononauts. And Unwritten. Unwritten. Are the, yeah, are, I'm, ex- I'm excited about these next four. It's going to be I good. It's varied and like... I'm, ex- I, yeah. I'm most excited to do the uh, Spotify playlist for the one about the serial killer. Uh, Dahmer? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that'll, that'll be fun. So anyways, Everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, Psycho Killers by uh, the Talking Heads will be on there. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, uh, and we'll see you next trade.